Hey, are you a podcaster or audio professional? Are you interested in creating audio content? Then come to Afros and Audio's Virtual Podcast Festival. The second annual Afros and Audio Festival takes place the weekend of November 14th and 15th. Throughout the weekend, they'll acknowledge current podcaster contributions and successes, identify funding and resources for podcast development and sustainability, develop strategies for leadership positioning, monetization, and career opportunities, as well as evaluate industry trends, predictions, and opportunities affecting Black podcast creators and audio professionals. At Afros and Audio's Virtual Festival, you can expect an immersive and enjoyable virtual experience aimed at sustaining and increasing active podcasts by Black creators and professionals. Listeners of Tea with Queen and Jay podcast will receive 25% off of their Afros and Audio tickets using code AFAUTQJ20. That's AFAUTQJ20. To secure your spot, visit afrosandaudio.com backslash RSVP and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. Once again, to secure your spot, visit afrosandaudio.com backslash RSVP and follow them on Instagram at Afros and Audio. We'll see you there. This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, Joe Biden was voted president, but more importantly, Trump and his stank booty were fired. We talk about what that even means in a white supremacist, capitalistic, patriarchal society, black joy at a time like this, and mad other shit. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Tea with Queen and Jay. Yo. Yo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We survived, relatively speaking. We survived another uh, presidential election. Election? Yeah, we didn't lose a piece of ourselves. (laughs) Oh, we did. (laughs) No, we always lose a piece of ourselves. Every election. Last presidential election, we lost really large chunks. Like, oh, yeah, it took a lot. It took a lot out of us. Yeah, it took a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a yeah. lot, yo. We already had no faith in white people, but we didn't know. We we really didn't know that they was willing to show their ass the way. I they didn't did know they year. didn't have faith in themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they at least believed in each other. <laughs> Found out they didn't. No, they don't believe in anything but white supremacy. Um, yeah. But yeah, we are on this other side of this thing. Trump, I think he's over trying to stage a coup. That's over, right? I don't. I haven't been. Yeah, it's he's just being a sort like of that. loser. It seems at this point mm-hmm. he's been playing golf. Okay, um, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. That's what Twitter told me that he's been playing golf. Right, right, right. right yeah, right, right. Okay, but he's not cooing. All right, hey, not, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. It is what it is. Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea with, with Queen and Jay. We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is, this is tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. And if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social meds. We also like when you use the hashtag pod in. That allows other people to find Tea with Queen and Jay. Make sure you are actually following us on the social meds. We're on Instagram and Twitter at 
Tea with QJ. And we are also on the Tumblrs and Facebook. Just search for Tea with Queen and Jay there and hit that follow button. Send us T-mail. We love when you do that to Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. You can send us messages, questions, comments, silly things, serious things. We just love when you're you know, in the inbox, you can do that there as well. Every episode, we pour libations for the people, places, and things, giving us black ass, black joy. We pour some out for the homies. These are our shout outs. These are our fucking pour it up to the ancestors. This is where we celebrate and shit like that. Queen, what are you yes. pouring libations for this week? So first, I want to pour libations for Carlito Negrito on Twitter. But he had me as a guest on his show, Smoking Mirrors. It's like a Facebook live show. On Election Day, actually, is when we did the live show. But mm-hmm. it's also available on YouTube. We were, you know, smoking. I like that I was smoking and talking and shit like that. So that was cool. Thanks for having me on your show. Libations to you. And I also have the link to that in the show notes if anybody wants to look at me and Carlos talk and shoot the shits and stuff like mm-hmm. that as well. I have another libation, but I, yes. should I jump into it? We're gonna, I think we're going to share this one because it's so mm-hmm. fucking popping. I want to pour libations to nature. Yes. Nature is so fucking popping. I went on a hiking trip this past Saturday with my homies from high school. Shout out to Deanna and Terrence. I love y'all. But we went on a hiking trip at Bill Martin State Park, which is like upstate New York. Close, but not close. Mm-hmm. New Yorkers know what I mean. What is I that, mean, like a two-hour drive or hour and a half? From Brooklyn, is two hours. Okay. It might be shorter from the Bronx. Right. I feel like lots of... New Yorkers, if you have had a cookout far somewhere or like you went Mm -hmm. to a day camp or something, there was always this one day where you had a Bear Mountain Park day. So it was just cute to be out and about. Nature is just fresh air, Mm -hmm. nature, trees, water. There was like a big lake in Bear Mountain. It was just really just nice to just fucking just walk and look at cute things and hear birds and shit like that. It was really, really nice. I had a really good weekend. That's beautiful. I love yeah, it. Really yes, really. I do want to co-sign this nature is popping, yo, because mm-hmm. I went to Botanical Gardens in the Bronx, oh, yeah. Bronx Botanical Gardens. It was the fucking Bronx lit. Botanical Gardens is the supreme. It's lit. Botanical Have you been gardens. to Brooklyn Botanical Gardens? Yeah, and that's why I could say the Bronx Botanical Gardens <laughs> <laughs> is supreme. <laughs> that's funny. I, I've been to Brooklyn Botanical Gardens once. Cousin Marcus got married there. Okay. So that was my only time being there. So I haven't seen everything they have to offer. So I can't really say. But I know that I wanted to go to the one that I had been to as a kid. Yes. As a child. I wanted to see all the shit I had seen before. I wanted to see the greenhouse as a grown-ass adult. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the big hill that we rolled down on the, the school trips. I wanted to see that <laughs> shit. I just wanted to Did you roll down at, it again? No. I did it. I was wearing a dress. I didn't yeah. roll down it. And I don't think I, I, I'm older and now I'm dizzy. So I don't think I could even <laughs> do that anymore. Like, how do we not get <laughs> I dizzy? I don't know. Yo, do you remember as a kid in my living room... You know, every black mom, you have a mirror in the living room, right? So in my living room, we would just spin. Like, we had enough open space. Oh, I used to do that. I used to do that. Yes, you just spin spin, and spin and spin and spin. And you lie on the floor and the floor is like, feels all wobbly Wobbly now. Wobbly and like, you're like... Yeah. yeah, and you just wait it out for that. like five minutes, and then you get up and go about your life, yo. Yep. If I did that now, I would be done for like two days. I would be finished. 
I would. Well, be you were also closer pushed. to the to true, the ground. True, true, true. And like, right. all okay, of that, that shit. makes me feel a little bit better. That makes me feel better. But if I had rolled down that hill, which I'm not opposed to, um, yeah, I don't think I would have been okay. I don't think I would have been okay. But anyway. It was a great trip. It was mm-hmm. wonderful to get fresh air. I went to the greenhouse. I saw all different types of plants. I almost touched this cactus that looked fuzzy. It was this cactus that they had all different kinds of cacti. Yeah. And there was this one that the spikes just looked like hair, like fuzzy hair, like fuzzy soft hair. That's how it gets and I was, you. It is. I was That's definitely about to you. touch it. And this white lady was like, it hurts. Don't touch it. <laughs> She had just did it. I was like, ah, yes, perfect. Thank you. Oh white gosh, lady. yeah. Thank but it was you. beautiful. Then see, and that's how you are a co-conspirator as a white person. That's how you do it. Okay. That's you say how you no, do don't it. touch it. That's I, how you it hurts. do it. That's I how do you it. do it, yo. Let us know because yeah. I was definitely about to touch it. It looked mad fuzzy, even though it did say not to touch anything. But I know it did. I know. It was so alluring. It was so alluring. But yeah, I had a really good time. And my goal last week, because I know the presidential election was stressing a lot of us out, because while, of course, this was a contest between two white men, we definitely, I didn't want to do another four years of Trump. I didn't want to fucking do it. It was life or death for a lot of us. And um, yeah, in order to get away from the stress of thinking about that shit i made it a point to stay off of like stay away from the news i was on social media but i was there to play mostly i usually am mm-hmm. there to play but i was on social media to play and i was staying away from the news and getting outside connecting with nature and not thinking luckily because of covid there's not a lot of people like everywhere so it wasn't mm-hmm. like a crowded insane kind of event it was really really cool just to be outside, breathing fresh air. Yeah. Looking at fucking the river and ponds and shit. I will it was say, great. I feel like everyone was at Bear Mountain. It was mad people there. Really? But it's big enough space that we weren't on top of each other. Mm-hmm. But it was like everyone. everyone. It was, it was the perfect people? weather, too. There weren't a lot of black people. No, I don't remember doing lots of head nods. So there wasn't a lot of black okay. people. But mm-hmm. it wasn't a lot of... There was a lot of white people. There was it was diverse in the sense of right. like other people, but not a lot of black people. No, there wasn't. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe there were black people. Maybe at the cookout side, I was on the trails and shit. Oh, okay, got it. At the botanical gardens, there was it was mad diverse. Actually, there were mad black people there. I mean, there were a lot of different types mm-hmm. of people, but I think sometimes when I do things like. For leisure, depending on what it is, I don't always see a lot of black people. So it was nice in this really tense week for a lot of people. It was nice to, first of all, see black people Mm -hmm. outside, like luxuriating, enjoying the day, like, you know, seeing, taking in nature, breathing fresh air and shit. That made me really happy. Yeah. Just, just being outside, just being outside and not being bothered by all the shit that's gonna yeah, bother us. Yeah, and then the we were like year. in places where we weren't hearing lots of the city noise. So yeah. that's helpful to yeah. just kind of just mm-hmm. either silence or hear like nature noises or just like other people, but like not like we hear in the city was, was, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that too. Not hearing cars honking yeah. and dirt bikes since I hear those all the time and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was really nice also. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. It was good. So cheers to nature. Nature is still popping. If you are somewhere and you can get outside, make sure you do that for yourself. You need it. 
You probably don't think that you need it, but you need it. Please get it if you can. If you have, uh, if you don't have some sort of life-threatening allergy that keeps you indoors, please try and get outside. Try and go to wherever your local park is. If you're somebody who has time during the week, those are great times to do that and be away from people. But um, yeah, get outside. It is really important that we do that and take care of ourselves in that way because we have a lot of shit to do and in between that we should be fucking luxuriating ourselves with we nature should. definitely should be should. you That's deserve we fucking deserve yo i also want to pour libations for tamika tamika is a listener who sent me some cake cups Ew. i don't know if y'all heard but she i have a keurig in case i forgot to mention it here on the podcast <laughs> in case i fail to let you know that there's a Keurig in my there home. Is. I have one. And um, yeah, libations to Tamika. Thank you so much. She sent me a bunch of... It's a of, half one, this? but it's more than having none. Okay? Stop. Oh, yeah. No, it's a mini one. I'm fucking It's bigger than it. zero. Yeah, French vanilla. She sent me a... It's bigger than uh, none. It is bigger than <laughs> none. She sent me a bunch of French vanilla K-cups. And I'm very excited about those. And Have, um, you, have you used yeah. any of them yet? No, I haven't mm-hmm. tried it yet. These are caffeine, I believe. So I have to be really strategic about when I oh, drink yeah, these. I need to drink JB them like wired, first day in the morning. JB, that caffeine be like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm the kind of personality. Yeah, I shouldn't. Oh, it's light roast. All right, that's good. I still have to be really mm-hmm. careful. Um, you don't. Yeah, I'm not the personality for <laughs> uh, caffeine or alcoholism or any Coke. of those. I already. I'm already zooted. Okay. Jay is already remember Zoom. that the UPS guy from Mad TV. That's already Jay. <laughs> oh, ready? You gonna do this? Like, can we can we just do like this? Oh, already <laughs> on. I'm already. Just yeah, like three I steps don't. ahead. I a lot of, like, uh. Exactly. I spent a lot of time just trying to calm myself <laughs> down. So I, I'm very careful with caffeine. I'm very careful with it. But um, thank you so much, Tamika. I appreciate it. Thank you. And is that it for libations? Yep, that's it. Perfect. This is the part of the show where we talk about how you can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast because you know we run on listener support. But before we do that, we want to remind everyone that we are still in a very clear fight for black liberation, the end of police brutality, and liberation for all people. So in our show notes, we include a link that will take you to an article with a list of state-by-state bailout funds, petitions, organizations, supporting protesters is a priority, supporting people working on the front lines of this fight is a priority, and... This is an excellent time, especially after the election, as we plan what what our next steps are and how we are going to fight this current administration for the upcoming administration Mm -hmm. for the things that we need as a community. This is a great time to see what's going down in your state and how you want to support and how you want to proceed. So that link is always in our show notes. There's also a link with information on the end SARS movement in Nigeria. So you can definitely check that out just to get more information on what's happening and how you can support from wherever you are. After you've checked out those links, Tea with Queen and Jay can also use your support. Queen, can you let people know how they can support us here at Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? 
This podcast runs on all of our listeners' support. And you can donate to this podcast by going to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com. You slide down right on our homepage. And there is where we have two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option. And that is where you can put however much you want, however many times you want in the pot. No commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option. And that is where we're asking for $2 a month. $2. You can give more or less. That is up to you. We are all about the options. $2 is what we are asking for. We also appreciate non-monetary support. And you can do that by liking this podcast, sharing this podcast on social media, telling a friend about this podcast, rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, wherever you do to listen to this podcast. Hit that star heart. Do all of that. That is helpful. All of those are ways that you can help grow Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, email us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about podcasting, white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your email at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com email.com we have a few donation libations this week they're actually really quick i can get into these quickly okay cool we have paypal donations from justine thank you so much justine ray or raya even though i think it is ray thank you so much you sent us a good grip we appreciate you melissa thank you so much for your donation and gil send us money and gil says Enjoy some snacks. Love the show. Thank you so much, Gil. We will. We appreciate you. Thank you, Gil. We also had two new people subscribe to our Patreon. And Patreon, we have uh, bonus episodes where we talk our shit. We do that about once a month. So those are always there. And that's at any level of donation. We have new Patreon subscribers, Malcolm and the homie Ziona. Thank you so much, y'all. We appreciate you. Yep, we do. We do. All right. So we did all of that. Are you ready to get into the show now? I am ready. Let's fucking do it, yo. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Jay, what kind of tea are you drinking today? I, we actually are recording mad late. Mad? Like, we, yeah. Well, not mad late, like our old school mad late. But no, later no, 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 not old school. But times. later than, yeah, later than usual. So, I have actually drank a lot of tea today. So, I had some green tea earlier. And, um, yeah, now I'm just drinking water. Mm-hmm. Drinking Moisturizing some water. What kind of tea are you drinking? Same, no, not the same tea. Same situation. I drank my tea earlier. So I'm just going to say what I drank earlier. So I had some turmeric ginger tea earlier today. Mm. It's really, really good. Yeah. Okay. And what are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns, Jay? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I'm not a lady or ladies. Please don't refer to me as that. Don't be doing it. Queen, what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I'm a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I am self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. Popping. My mind and body are healthy. Healthy. And that I will forever and always stunt on these hoes. Stunt on them. This can't stop. 
can't stop, won't stop. Um, I would say yes only to activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. I will courageously protect my happiness. I affirm a continued and safe, healthy reopening of New York City. I also affirm that we are still, we are Mm -hmm. still able. There is still more year left. You are still able to have a fruitful and abundant 2020. Abundance for everyone. I want to affirm that for everybody. And then I'm going to close this affirmation with me affirming that... My, I'm going to be re- redecorating my whole apartment. So I affirm mm-hmm. that I'm going to create the place that Queen calls home. Yes. I like so, that. It's beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What are you affirming for yourself, Jay? I affirm a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial Mm self-employment. I affirm that I am a writer. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I affirm productive therapy. I affirm healthy romantic relationships and trauma-free living. I affirm around-the-clock home healthcare service for my grandmother. That's super-duper important. Mm -hmm. I want to get that shit affirmed. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. I would have responded, but there's lots of people talking outside. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are they saying the dominican um car shop is closing so they're mm-hmm. bye-bye see you tomorrow bye-bye hey, hey, hey. Oh, okay got it got <laughs> it thank you for that rendition of, of the accent okay <laughs> all right this is a spot of tea episode so there are less segments than we normally have on our tip this is an every other week thing guys if you're mm-hmm. here all the time then you know what we're talking about but so it's just less segments we still come on here and talk our shit it just makes yep. it easy to edit the episode since it's just two of us and it helps yep. us get the show out every week so here we are here we are another post-presidential election show we did this four years ago and we were crying we, uh, <laughs> you were crying i was oh we i was both were screaming I was definitely crying. That yeah. was really, um, that was... yeah, that was another level. That was another level of stressful. And it was as horrible as we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was worse, actually. Yeah. The past four years of the presidency was, were worse than what I thought they were going to be. I smoke more weed than I ever did in my whole life. I was not mm-hmm. a huge weed smoker. Right. Before this, if it was around, I smoked it, but I wasn't like, now I'm mm-hmm. like, yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, changed. Changed my life. Yeah. I think, yeah. what was that, episode 83? I want to say that that episode, if you are um, feeling spicy and you want to listen back, I believe that our post election episode four years ago was episode 83. We said things on there that we have different feelings about now. It was so four years ago. Heads up. It was yeah. four whole entire years, years ago. ago. Yeah. It was four whole entire years, four whole entire different trains of thought. So yeah, exactly. If you feel like checking that out, you can. But um, how are you feeling now that the election is over and Trump is leaving the White House? What does that happen? Like January 20th, they'll be turning yeah. over the White House. To how, how do you feel? I'm just glad the election is over because remember I was just having angst about just like... I just I just want it to be over the election part. Okay. So I'm happy that that is over. I I'm actually I don't know if happy is the right word, but 
I welcome the regular standard systemic racism that I'm accustomed to, mm-hmm. that I've experienced. Welcome is a strong word, but I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, not even welcome. It's just like, oh, you know, it's, oh, I remember you. <laughs> like, back to that. Right. That, yeah, back. That good old classic, uh, what the fuck? What was it? 20 fucking 16, 2015? Ah, yes. 2015's racism. <laughs> yeah. I still want to dismantle all of this shit. I think that I will. F- I feel a little less pessimistic. Doom and gloom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little less pessimistic about our process as we continue to dismantle this shit. Because mm-hmm. I was not optimistic in those four years. It was like I knew I needed right. that, that shit dismantled, but it was like these Caucasians is wilding. Like it was mm-hmm. just. It was to the the overtness, was to the levels that I'm sure that my right. parents recognize. I just hadn't seen that that overt like on my television in that way. I, I will mm-hmm. say I was privileged to not experience it too close and personal in my day to day because I'm used to the systemic type of stuff. Mm-hmm. New York New York City is very systemic, like really like tied up in that shit, but. Yeah, I guess it's it's nice to know that maybe there'll be a way better COVID plan mm-hmm. than we formerly had because we right. didn't have a plan. Um, mm-hmm. So stuff like that, I'm like, okay, you know, like whatever. But it's still America, still the United States, still going to be the same kind of fuck shit. I do want to, I hope that we keep putting the pressure on them um, mm-hmm. to make sure that we get what we want from this like don't be shouting us out in your speech talk about some black people had your black and you have ours and we don't see that shit mm-hmm. like i know he ain't gonna do everything he's probably not right. gonna do a lot of what we want in 24 years yeah but tsh, don't say that shit and not do a damn mm-hmm. thing you know what i mean right. so yeah that's how i'm feeling how are you feeling about all of that i am also i'm glad that the election is over things were getting weird people were getting weird social so media was weird. getting weird energy so was weird. weird lots of weird 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 oh weird. yeah i didn't even talk about the weird the energy was really really weird people were saying weird things to each other yes. people were saying weird things to me everything was really really weird yes. and i think that a lot of people put a lot like we live in a white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic society mm-hmm. regardless of who's president yeah. right like we lived in that society under Obama regardless of who's president that's the society that we live in that does not mean that it doesn't matter who who the president is that doesn't mean that we should opt out and not engage or participate in the process mm-hmm. but yeah. we live in that society no matter who's president and our job is to dismantle the system so that we can dismantle um those structures of systemic oppression yeah right it felt like during this i want to say week since the election stretched out for it wasn't just like election day since it stretched out for the week just watching like some of the things that people were saying like when it looked like on actual election night when it looked like trump was in the quote-unquote lead Mm mm-hmm it, just some of the things people were saying, I guess the 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 shock that some people were having and like the disappointment, I guess, in the country, I just thought was weird to me considering this country is wild, disappointing on a regular. And they All did this time. before, like when they voted, when, when the people who voted for Trump four years ago, I really do feel like 
I don't I don't feel like he did anything that surprised them. You know, I think that there were people who like I, the people who voted for him, they got what they wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. They voted for what mm-hmm. people didn't vote for him because they didn't know that he was a racist monster. Yeah. Like they got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought that it was interesting that people were disappointed to see people voting for him again. Like I didn't expect I didn't expect anyone who voted for him last time not to vote for him again. And I think that's why voter suppression is so trill. And yep. that's why our job, those of us who were engaging in the process was to make sure that we were encouraging people who had not voted before, who don't usually vote like like vote, like to make vote. sure that we can get or that people done. whose right, access was limited, creating that access so that they could exactly because that's what the difference is. The difference yeah. is not those people still exist. Those yes. people who fucking wanted a Trump presidency, that's they got what they, they got, wanted. Uh, they knew what they were voting for. They, they got did. what they wanted. So it was a little bit disheartening for me to see people who have my same level of access to information and people who work in media and do in fact access information. It was disappointing to see some of their commentary as if this was, it's not the same country that we lived in. Like, yeah, I feel you on that. When they voted him in the first time, you know, when I saw people talk about like, Oh my God, I can't believe how close it was. It was in the beginning of the counting. It looked really, really close. I can't believe how close how close it is, and it's just like, mm-hmm. what USA did you think we live in? Or when yeah. I saw, because um, you know it was not drawn out, but it took a long time for votes to be counted because I think mm-hmm. we are actually counting <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, I kept seeing people circulating the the map at the time of who what states were red and what states are blue and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, now black people know which states are safe to go to, and I'm like, what are you? This is the United States. Ain't no state safe for us to be at. Like, Eric right. Garner happened in New York City, a blue-ass fucking city. Like, mm-hmm. And everybody from whatever part of the country that they're from, every black person knows what side of town they're not trying they're to not go to. They're not trying to go to. Like, we all know where those places are. Yeah. All of those places exist. They are real. And it doesn't matter from... If you pay attention, if you listen to New Yorkers, and I don't know... A lot of people, I know that people say that New Yorkers shit on the South. I don't know if that's an age thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know mm-hmm. a lot of New Yorkers that shit on the South when it comes to politics, ideology, and like. Yeah, I don't either. That kind of thing. Um, or like who's racist, who's not, or whatever. Like we live in New York City, but we have yes. also traveled to upstate. If you are somebody who lives in New York City, oh, like you've been up and down, like upstate, downstate, whatever the fuck. Yeah, I was. Long Hiking Island is a red county. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I did was go two hours out of New York City. Yes, Long Island. There are places in the Bronx where you turn the corner and you're like, and oh. There's places nope. in Brooklyn. No, yeah. don't, don't, don't. Yeah. Don't so that's a, yeah, that's a nationwide, like, phenomenon. So, yeah, I don't know. So that was a little bit yeah, weird for me. Weird, yeah. Just watching how people were, like, communicating over social. Um, I really did appreciate that motherfuckers counted votes this year i really find it i always found it interesting and part of this is my ignorance to perhaps the electoral process yeah but i always found it interesting that as a new yorker the ballots close at 9 p.m 
uh eastern standard time mm-hmm. and then by by fucking 11 30 midnight we know who the fucking president is like people it's people who just finished their dinner they left the <laughs> poll they got on the train they went home they ate dinner and now we know who we everyone know? in the country voted for done? we just know it's like finished? it's not still votes being counted it's not still it was we've always had absentee ballots in this country like the fact that like and maybe again like i said maybe it was just my ignorance to the electoral process and like maybe you never needed to count all the votes Mm -hmm. but this was the first year that i felt like okay wow so we're we're counting the votes this year great we're not just calling it we're not just calling it because we assume we have enough in that that was always weird to me growing up Mm -hmm. and it felt i really felt this year like okay we are counting things this is a good thing i like this yeah i liked because i stayed away from the news which i actually usually do i try to get my news from places that are not trying to sell me a product like not trying to sell me the entertainment of news Mm -hmm. and where i can actually find out like what's happening or whatever so i usually will listen to democracy now and different podcasts where i can actually get information versus like be entertained yeah but i stayed away from news entirely and i just checked google for updates on what was happening Mm -hmm. and i really liked being able to see how many votes are, are have come up in each state what that means yeah and how many electoral votes like that state would get it just looked so much clearer than i've ever seen it watching the news you know what i'm saying or watching election coverage because election coverage looks like sports right and and they it, it feels like they're banking on the fact that i don't know what's happening and so yeah i'm going to just keep watching hoping that i'll eventually i'll fucking understand you know what i'm saying <laughs> but like i appreciated that i could just fucking look at google is a very simple chart here Mm -hmm. and i understood everything it made fucking sense it was color coded in two fucking colors okay (laughs) like it wasn't a whole like fucking thing so i just checked it when i need to see okay what's going on Mm -hmm. or whatever and then by Saturday, I was in here getting ready to go to the Botanical Gardens because I was going there regardless. Damn. Okay. That's the other thing I appreciated, making plans because regardless of who's president, I'm still going I'm to the Botanical gonna Gardens. I'm going to do what I'm, I'm still doing to this happy. thing for myself. Yep. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I heard because we live in New York City, I could hear people starting to celebrate and bang pots and pans and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, or, or cowbell. You know, I think these white people have cowbells. But <laughs> I... <laughs> I heard that and I was like, oh, okay, uh, Biden must have won. So that's cool. But I appreciated not being so tapped in because for me, that would have, I know that there are people who feel in control by keeping up with the news in that yeah. way, but it for me would have just made me feel anxious. And then I'm taking on these other energies of other people's perception of what's going to happen. And and we really won't know until we count these fucking votes. Exactly. I don't want to hear anything from you. Until we count these fucking votes. I don't want your opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't want your thoughts. I don't want to hear shit until we count these fucking votes. Until we count the fucking votes. So I appreciated that we actually counted the fucking votes this year. I really do. Because I don't know what we've been doing. And again, probably my ignorance speaking, but... That's but I maybe I have the same ignorance because I'm just like, mm-hmm. what we counting? <laughs> what we counting? We wasn't counting all of them before, and I think there's what some scientific the reason why we didn't count the votes before. But white like, supremacy? like what? Well, yeah, white supremacy. But probably I don't know. If this if we get this many than this many electoral votes. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I'm glad they were all counted this year. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so I'm glad that that shit is over. I also now am thinking, because this for me has always been about, like, choosing our enemy in the White House, mm-hmm. like, because we, our goal is to fucking disrupt and dismantle the system. So strategizing and thinking, okay, what do I want to focus on, like, for the next few years? We're always focusing on defunding the police. We're always mm-hmm. focusing on... Yeah, really that. Defunding the police, st- ending fucking police brutality. Yeah. And and I think in light of all of these fucking shenanigans, I think I do want to do a little bit. We talked a lot about voter suppression this year, but I think I do want to get a little bit more involved in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Because that shit is whack. Really now it's about what are our sh- what are our strategies for engaging with the current White House, yeah. our current electoral our current elected officials to get them to do what we need them to do in order to one day after we are long dead dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that's the goal so it's really i really feel good about what do we do now i can't wait to protest something ridiculous that biden is gonna do Mm -hmm. and i'm glad that we're no longer dealing with a fucking maniac who has a presidential twitter account Saying ridiculous, ridiculous fucking things. shit. Where, yeah, I just yeah. want to focus on dismantling white supremacy, and I don't, I don't want to have to engage with an actual fucking clan leader in order to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. So I mm-hmm. am glad that the election is over, and I am ready to do the work that we've been doing and really kind of strategize how we're going to engage with the new administration. Yeah, I agree. I'm on the same page. I'm on the same page. I do want to delve a lot more into voter suppression because I realize, like, I this year we focused a lot more on it, and I realized mm-hmm. how much that has affected the black vote. Period. It's not about yeah. registering. You know how it was usually the, the the sentence was get out and vote, as if mm-hmm. it was just our own autonomy that was not allowing us to do that. Right. So I think that since we've delved into like, no, just like everything else, there's a systemic reason why mm-hmm. these things are happening um and then to see a a huge push from black organizers to make it so voter suppression wasn't a thing in their city and see how it mm-hmm. turned georgia blue pennsylvania blue these are states mm-hmm. that have been red for like a really really long time and all they had to right. do in their cities was push and have initiative to help not suppress the vote for the people who those are in those cities because i know mm-hmm. philly People are talking more so about Atlanta, but Philly is one of the main reasons. Organizers in Philly is one of the main reasons why Pennsylvania, right. which has been red like mm-hmm. since I've paid attention to mm-hmm. this shit, um, yeah. it's blue. I'm just like, yeah, wow. we were there in 2012, um, and by we, whatever organization I had decided to go support that day or whatever, mm-hmm. like registering voters and getting the information about out about whatever voter suppression that they was trying to mm-hmm. do because of this potential Obama election. So that I always remember doing that and trying to explain voter suppression to my white coworkers. Nightmare. But yeah, I don't know. It's, in, anyway. it's behind you. It's the past. You, you know better. Now. It's in the past. <laughs> So that those are things I want to focus on. I do kind of want to. Um, I'm thinking about this election and how they're trying to fuck with abortion rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out ways to engage that or into that or like whatever. For the longest, I've been saying I was going to be an abortion ex- escort. I haven't done that yet, but like I want to mm-hmm. just kind of like make sure that I do the things that I've been saying 
in right. my head that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, they're coming for that. They're coming for our reproductive rights. They're coming for our rights to have abortions. I'm not saying Biden and Harris are, but those other people are. They, right. you know, don't want us to have abortions and shit. And then increase the access to birth control and shit like that. Like, that's important um, for folks with wounds and shit. So, right. yeah. But I want to ask you... Because I know you've been mm-hmm. staying away from the or social medias and shit like right. that. Right. This morning when I woke up, apparently, you remember Eva Longoria? I do remember Eva Longoria. I don't know what she's up been up to except for that she was one of the hosts of the Democratic National Convention. Yes. Which I watched because I'm dating somebody who cares about uh, electoral politics. Yeah. So I thought it would be a nice thing to do. So she's doing that. She's also has been very active in getting um, Latinx people to vote and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what she said when she was on. I had forgot she existed, to be honest with you. Right. But she was on MSNBC talking to one of the anchors and shit like that. And he mentioned how the efforts of state behaviors, like how these states have turned blue. and like, Oh, this is where this is going? Yeah. Um, oh my god so then he passed it over to her to talk and she's talking and then she says this of course you wait, saw wait, wait. time out time out time out for anybody who doesn't know i guess who evil Longoria is she is a white latinx yes. actor um yes. actress for people who prefer that she was on what was that desperate housewives yeah she's on desperate housewives that's what made her really popular i don't know what else she appears on now but that was like a huge show for the time Mm -hmm. so she's got notoriety from that and like i said she was one of the hosts of the dnc generally she is one of the louder voices in hollywood when it comes to um liberal politics not when it comes to democratic politics i will say i'm not going to say liberal she's not like a liberal voice but i think she's like outspoken when it comes to democratic politics Mm -hmm. for anybody who doesn't know okay okay so even Lagoria goes on to say of course you saw in georgia what black women have done but latina women were the real heroines here beating men in turnout in every state and voting for biden harris at an average rate of three to one so that's what she told beating who in every state beating men in turnout in every state and voting for biden harris at an average rate of three to one. So okay. basically saying that Latinx women versus Latinx men, that mm-hmm. the the ratio of which they voted, whatever. Yeah. That's um, poor wording. That was really poor Horrible wording. wording. She could have made that point without, without making she it about who the real, who the real, the real heroines real. are. No. Yeah. She could have said, oh, she could have just said, and in addition to what you just said, person, Mm-hmm. This thing happened. But no, mm-hmm. we love to erase black women. We love to erase what we do. We right. love to just erase their efforts right, and we right, want to right. center ourselves and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what she did. Um, the internet did drag her. She did release an apology. But I did okay, want to what, what yeah. did she say? She said that she worded it wrong. Which she did, yeah. She worded it wrong. But then there are people saying that her num- that her three to one ratio isn't even correct. I'm not an electoral ass bitch. I'm not an electoral ass bitch, so I didn't even know how to defute it and be like, yeah, you Mm -hmm. is wrong. But a lot of people saying that she's wrong. So she 
presenting wrong information and then in that process erasing black women. For me, mm-hmm. I just don't understand. I do understand, but I'm posing it as I do not understand why black women's names are always in people's mouths in this way. Like yeah. he didn't he didn't ask her from what I saw in a video, he was just presenting like, wow, these are the great things that happened. And he just presented the things. And I right. guess because he didn't mention whatever facts she said, mm-hmm. she said this in this way. And it's just like. Yeah, I I think that there's a um, there's a thing amongst people of color as a whole. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a thing amongst non-black people of color. If you don't understand the dynamics of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism in this country, if you don't understand the experience of black folks in this country, there is a thing that I've heard where certain POCs will be like, oh, everything is black, 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 black. There are other there are other non-white people. We have issues. We have oppression. But everything is black and white. Not everything should be black and white. Blah, 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 blah. Right? And so when they hear the conversations, when something is called out as black people are going through this, black people did this thing, or whatever, like there's a feeling for a lot of non-black POCs that we are focusing too much on black people and not giving enough attention. And and it is also kind of another form of white supremacy because it is this scarcity model of like where attention should go and what Mm -hmm. we should be talking about, which scarcity is a part of why she, whether, whether it was true or not, why she worded it that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, she needs to say who the real heroes are. So we're always talking about when when we're not talking about white people, it's black, 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 black. Um, As she Mm -hmm. sits there looking like a whole entire white woman, which is why she, she Right. So I think it was more about that. So which is why she could not and um, did not use the language of co-conspiratorship, which could have been, yes, it has been fantastic to see what black women have done in this election. Latina women also, which also we're not even going to pretend that it doesn't bother me that that there's this. Black women did this, but Latina or Latinx women did this because we know that there are black Latinx women. And we know that just saying Latina is not saying whether somebody is black or white or or mestizo. And that and that those are experiences that are relevant to the way that we vote and the way that we experience life in this country, because the closer to African you look, the worse you'll be treated as a person in this country. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. That and indigenous folks. So like it's it's that nature. It's, that's why our names are already always in somebody's mouth because because we are so imp- oppressed in this nation to which in this nation to which a majority of the black people here are not immigrants, right? So we are we are oppressed in our quote these are all quotations own country yeah. blah 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 mm-hmm. blah right. People take the attention that is on that black people receive as some sort of affront. There are a lot of people, a lot of non-black POCs who Mm -hmm. take the attention that black people receive in this country because we are fighting for our existence in this country. They take it as some sort of affront to their existence or why are they being ignored or their plights being ignored instead of being able to operate as co-conspirators in this this fight for freedom. So 
I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's the same shit that happened when they were talking about certain wins of, I don't know if it was the Emmys or the Oscars or what the fuck, like mm-hmm. wins in Hollywood. Yeah, I remember and, John Leguizamo right, said. John Leguizamo's lying self who pretended to be a Puerto Rican for several decades. Him, <laughs> him and that black Dominican who decided that she should jump on that train. Yeah, but uh, that was weird. That Dasha was really Polanco, weird. that's, yeah, her, that's name? her name. Right? Yeah. Right, her saying, like, like using this language that is instead of focusing on all of the white people who have won these awards and and are taking up space mm-hmm. that other non-black POCs could be taking we're going to focus on these the few people, black folks people. who won these yep. awards and that there should be Latinx people who have won those awards instead of black people. Instead of focusing on the fact that we live in a system of white supremacy and white people are taking up mad, mad space. space and they actually control how that space is taken and exactly. dictate how that's spaces taken and set the rules and the standards we don't set any of that shit Mm -hmm. they do Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's always our fault when we somehow i don't know get two extra winners for for a fucking oscar or when we make sure we center ourselves in a conversation and they get upset you can center yourself in your own conversation you don't Mm -hmm. need to fucking you don't need to fuck with what we're doing to center yourself in a conversation Mm -hmm. like get better at minding your business Mm-hmm. And doing what you need to do for you. Yeah. Also, you know what there's I mean? some racism involved in that. And what? Like, I feel like there's some racism involved. It's like a how dare they, I feel like. There's like no, a, I no. feel like there's an essence of, of like, how dare these blacks who I also secretly hate in the privacy of my own home and have been taught to hate from my family. Um, how exactly. dare they? How, how dare everything is black, 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 black. How fucking dare they? Yeah. So. It is. I don't know. I think it has but to do yeah. with us all being better co-conspirators. But yeah, that that language, what the way that she said that was the default way that um, niggas say stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like operating it was that, outside then, of allyship, operating mm-hmm. outside of like co- a co-conspirator's nature. Yeah, because at first she did try to like kind of like I wouldn't so much say double down, but just explain. Mm-hmm explain her wording was wrong so that's what she f- did at first before an apology was just like no i was actually stating this that, that i wasn't taken away from black women black women have done amazing things i'm grateful for what stacy abrams said like there was a lot of that but then i think she finally realized bitch you need to just you need to apologize like or when you do this and you make this explanation mm-hmm. apologize and then explain what your actual intent mm-hmm. was or something like that. But at first she was just kind of just like, yeah. no, but that's not what I was doing. Black woman, you know, like whatever. She was just trying to like trying to ease it. And I think because more people were like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> then she like issued her mm-hmm. apology on Instagram or whatever. But it was funny. Not. That wasn't funny, but someone on my Instagram feed put a picture. Remember when Gina Rodriguez had that that Latinx woman kind of meet up or whatever, and it was all white Latinx people. Oh yes, with all the um, yes, white and mad light skin Latinx. Yeah, and or the brown ones who could pass like really well. Yeah, the darkest person there was Rosario Dawson, and (laughs) Mm -hmm, she's mm -hmm. not. I remember. That's that's who I was thinking. Was was Gina um. What is the other was is her name Gina Torres? She wasn't is, there. Oh. That's okay. her name, yeah. Um what That's her it? name, right? Lawrence Fisburne's yeah, ex-wife? ex-wife? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She was Oh, she wasn't there, right? Black. Okay. It was Rosario <laughs> mm-hmm. And then 
white Latinx people. So someone posted that picture, and then it was like, we need to start um, just doing this like America's Next Top Model, <laughs> and just start like making each of them disappear as soon as they say something <laughs> anti-black. <laughs> Remember how they used to do that That's at funny. America's Next Top Model? Yes. When you lost and they make you disappear? Yes. I was like, ooh, I like that. That's I funny. like that. But yeah, so that was some election kind of, I guess, not gibberish, but chatty stuff happening. I'm sure more things will come up, mm-hmm. though, because, you know, anti-blackness mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. I did feel good about um, good about all of the marginalized folks who took a minute to take a breath and, like, celebrate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, Can we I talk? Know... <laughs> huh? Can we talk? Go ahead, but I, I, got, I got some things to say. Yeah, no, let's get into it. Like we said at the top, we know that this is a white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic country. And that's what we're up against. It is still nice to be able to take a moment, take a breath, and be thankful that we do not have to endure another Um, four years of of fucking Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, that's great. People were celebrating him losing his job. Yes. That's what, for the most part, people were celebrating. This Mm -hmm. this motherfucker is out. Mm Mm-hmm. It annoyed me to see people criticizing black people being happy. Like, why are we never allowed to be happy? Can we live? Can we live? He got fired. We he got the country fired this motherfucker Mm -hmm. in front of everybody. You know his ego is big as shit, right? So you know that's embarrassing as fuck. And if you a petty bitch like me, that's a reason to fucking dance. I agree. Like, leave people alone. Let them dance. Let them have their, their parties. Like, I loved seeing that on the timeline, seeing people dance and having their fun mm-hmm. and doing their thing. It was, just, it was just weird for me to see the people who were like, Why? but there's still more work. To- yes, there's more work to do. We could fucking rest. We could fucking enjoy ourselves in the interim. Like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. wrong with y'all? We are not mm-hmm. robots. We are not workhorses. And when you insist that we should always keep going and going and going in that way, you are also being someone who is pushing white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic ideas on people. We are not workhorse. We are not only valuable based on what we produce. Right. I'm valuable even when I'm not trying to actively dismantle white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism. Mm-hmm. We are still valuable. I'm valuable when I'm like sitting down doing nothing. Why am I mm-hmm. valuable? Because I say so. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it it really grinds my care when I gears when I see people who are. I guess I wouldn't say movement work, but they are they like to talk like they move. Criticizing black people in these instances. Like, you don't know the context as to why people are celebrating. Exactly. You don't know. You don't even know what their year has been like. You don't know what to, their year has been like. You don't know their intersections. Yeah. You don't know what things have happened under the under this administration that directly affected, affected. their everyday life like, like you don't know you do you not know. know so you know i just wanted to pull libations for all of the black folks who enjoyed this saturday and sunday who yeah. had a good weekend who celebrated that motherfucker being voted out of mm-hmm. the white house mm-hmm. don't be ashamed because you was happy about that shit i was happy right. about that shit too the fuck right. also a lot of black people did a lot of work a lot a of lot black people of did a lot of work. Could you to imagine make this standing happen? on the line that long? Then the motherfucker that you wanted out is out, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to be happy and right. celebrate that shit. 
Right. You just got off a two hour line and yeah. then the res- you see the fruit of your labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people Ugh. did a lot of work to make this happen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? A lot. A lot of people did a lot of work in all areas, on the ground, in media, in the everyday yep. lives. Like people, black people put work in to make this happen because we really wanted that motherfucker out of the White House. Out. That was really, yes. that was incredibly fucking important you know yes i also want to say in terms of like like what now right i saw some people on facebook there were a lot of people this election season who last election season voted third party or did whatever kind of like weird shit that whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. people consider throwing votes away or whatever the fuck right um, so there were a lot of people who talked about how they did that last time around. They're not doing this this time around. Like, mm-hmm. this is a time of action. We all need to vote. We are. It is important that we vote to get him out of office. Yes. I wanted to say now that we are, to me, this is kind of like a reset, right? So now that we're in a reset position, I, I, as far as I understand it, I don't think that Biden is going to run a second for a second term. So, like, mm-hmm. Kamala is really important. This these next four years so if that's your candidate like for president in the next four years like mm-hmm. do whatever it is you think you got to do to help her support her get elected and support whatever whatever that is because you know yeah. campaigning starts like mm-hmm. today right but also i really do believe in like you know how we had all of those democrats on the ticket in the primaries everybody was running for fucking president it, it was, was like yo who's the fucking like what are we doing like yeah. it, it felt like that for a moment but mm-hmm. i also feel like like I also kind of feel like that's what we should be doing, mm-hmm. right? In the primaries, we need to see that there are different options. We need to see that different things are possible. That's the time, and I said this before. That's the time to vote your dreams, right? So if you have a candidate, the same like the way that we saw all of this fucking the last minute contrarians come out yeah. and, and mm-hmm. try and detract black folks away from voting Biden Harris, like if that's your ministry. Do that shit before the fucking primaries. Vote your dreams in the primaries. If you're dreaming, if your dream is still to see Bernie be the fucking nominee or whatever, whoever your dream candidate is, campaign for that person now. Do that shit in the primaries. When it comes to the general election, that's when you fucking buckle down and vote to get whoever is fucking in office, get them out of office. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like That's when you buckle down and you join the group. Get with the group. Okay, yeah. Vote with the group. That's when you do that shit. Yeah. Like, I really don't believe in us throwing our votes away or being so afraid in the primary to vote like our dreams. Even yeah. if your particular candidate in the primary election doesn't win, it's important to show if you are a part of some, if you are a part of a party that is not the Republican or Democratic Party, it's important in the primaries to vote for whatever party you're dreaming of whatever that shit is to Mm -hmm. show that there is a group of people who care about whatever the values of this uh, new party represents. Yes. Mm -hmm. So vote your dreams in the fucking primary third party voters play those games in the primary. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it'll pop off Mm -hmm. for you. Maybe it'll pop off if it, when it doesn't, if it doesn't, 
buckle down, come together and vote for the person who most aligns with what you believe in. You know exactly. what I'm saying? But exactly. like, I really do. I, I, I don't want us to be so afraid for those of us who choose to vote. I don't want us to be so afraid to vote outside of the two party system. Like yeah. this is the time to play those games yep. now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got, now that we've got Trump out of office, now that there's not a Klansman in the office, yeah. this is the time yep. to play all those games that that minority of loud and wrong black men mm-hmm. were playing in the last yep. few weeks leading up to this the election. Like, all of those games, now is the time to play those games, yep. right? Play those games now. Yeah. Do it now. You have, you know, you have about three and a half years to play games yeah. and figure it out. Play those See works. games now but when it gets to the that final quarter of election time three and a half years from now Mm -hmm. nah (laughs) nah 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 play those games now like there's room to do what you want to do just don't fucking do it but we as we know that minority of black men who were playing those games that wasn't about the people that was what i'm saying so that's a whole different story but But yeah, but if you're somebody, I will say, if you're somebody who really does not believe in a two-party system, which we don't hear on the podcast either, but if you you have a candidate in mind, if you have a theory, like whatever your fucking ministry is, fucking campaign for that motherfucker now. Like get, if there's people that you need to flip to that side or whatever, do that shit now, okay? And I'm, I'm not saying play those games. I know it sounds... I know it sounds frivolous, like the way I'm talking about it, like it's games and it's not. No, I do. I do believe that there is real work taking place. I do believe that there are certain candidates that I liked seeing on the ballot. I liked mm-hmm. seeing an Elizabeth Warren, like yeah, I did. Fucking indigenous face aside, she apologized for that horrible <laughs> thing, by the way. But she's still white. Um, they be doing still, that. These are still white people. Yes, yeah, they be but doing yeah, that. it was important that we had these people on the ballot. It was important that Kamala Harris was running for president. It was important that it was important for for you motherfuckers who, who yeah, still fuck it, with Bernie and, and his fucking bootstrap shenanigans or whatever. <laughs> it was important that he be on the ballot. Like mm-hmm. all of that shit is wild. All of important. that, all of that stuff diversified the conversation. Would Biden or Kamala even say the word defund the police out loud? No. If those other people weren't in the space mm-hmm. presenting mm-hmm. those ideas, if they didn't, right. di- if they didn't diversify the mm-hmm. ideas in that way, and we know they're mm-hmm. not for defunding it, but they would not even be entertaining answering the fucking question. Yeah, if those ideas those weren't introduced weren't during the primaries, and they had. saw that the public were interested in these certain things because of the diverse ideas on that primary democratic ticket like that's what that does it needs to be enough people in the space saying different things that Mm -hmm. makes whoever wants to be the winner have to kind of change change a little bit of what they're saying if if it's limited then that's when you get fucking voting for the lesser evil blah 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 Mm -hmm. all of the shit that we usually end up with when it comes to the end but if we make sure that we are voting for our dreams in mm-hmm. a primary, it will force whoever gets the ticket to look at these other things that people wanted within yeah. the party. Like, mm-hmm. it's important. Right. It's really important. So this is a good time. This is a good time to do that. If for some ignorant reason you were fucking with Cube and his platinum plan or his fucking whatever the fuck games he was playing or whatever, play those games now. You know? Play those games now. 
do that shit now. Commit to that shit now. Don't don't make it a um last minute. Oh, oh, there's an election. Don't <laughs> <laughs> don't don't wait, yo. Make your plans now. Make your plans now. Like we live again. We live in a situation. We mm-hmm. live in a country based on white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. Those things happen every day. There will be another another unarmed black person killed there will, there will be like that is about to happen it, it i is. haven't heard of it it's been a few days so like it, all these things are still happening these are things that we're still supposed to be fighting against working yep. against mm-hmm. and so the work doesn't stop so really it's about how do you want to proceed now where do yeah. you want to go where do you want to go now you know yeah so. all right you want to take a break yeah let's take a break money money Money. Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black women your money. Yes, give black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, yo. Okay, okay. So So. how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Sometimes and, um, twice a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvsqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. There we go. Yes. Our sponsor for this month has been Good Neighbor. Good Neighbor is with you every step of the way to support your mental health and well-being needs. From online therapy and psychiatry to in-person community-based counseling services, Good Neighbor meets you and your family where you are to support your goals. Based in Virginia, Good Neighbor also provides supportive interventions in the home through their intensive in-home counseling service. This is a holistic and systematic approach with people in their homes and in their communities. If you or your family members are struggling with feelings of stress, anxiety, depression, or just cannot seem to be the person you know yourself to be, Good Neighbor can help. To learn more about Good Neighbor and how they can be there for you, visit them online at goodneighbor.care or call 855-355-7001. Again, to learn more about Good Neighbor and how they can be there for you, visit them online at goodneighbor.care or call 855-355-7001. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So white shenanigans don't stop. Have you ever worked at a job where somebody was giving you an alleged compliment? No. And it was still racisty? No. (laughs) Okay. That's good for you. Well, I have. (laughs) So we got a letter. I fit all the black stereotypes. They don't give me any backhanded compliments. (laughs) Like this lazy black bitch. So that doesn't happen over here. 
Oh man, it's funny and not funny because it's true. All right. Okay. I do so what I this, want. Okay, go ahead. You do. I've seen it. You do. But you have reason. Mm-hmm. So the subject of this email is white praise is ostracizing me at work. So they say, hey y'all, I absolutely love your show. I am the only black person in our marketing team for an up and coming alcohol brand. I'm also the only black person in the corporate side of the company. I was hired over a I was hired a little over a year ago as the PR manager. In the beginning, when my white boss would introduce me, she would regurgitate my resume and talk me up, which was awkward but felt kind of nice. However, it stopped feeling nice when we would have to present as a team, and I noticed she didn't introduce anyone but me this way. A year later, and she still does this, but only with me. Mm. Just to show that I'm not just misreading how impressed she is with me, there is a new member of the team, a digital marketing manager. My boss bragged about her heavy to our team before she started. We just presented in front of the sales team, and the new hire had to be introduced for the first time to them. Did my boss introduce the new hire this way? No. The difference? Uh. She's white. Did she do that to me during that same presentation? Yes. Literally right before introducing the new hire. Yet again, I was the only one who required a prerequisite for being taken seriously before I opened my mouth. It makes me feel like shit every time she does this because I know she feels like she has to convince people to trust that I'm worth listening to. I initially thought I was overreacting because our team is so diverse, but the other members of the team are Korean American and Indian American, South Asian, so they're quote unquote supposed to be qualified. Shout out to the model minority being a myth, according to old girl. That's a throwback callback. To my manager's credit, I think she attempts to be caring to me. This summer, during the height of the uprising, she told me she knows what depression looks like and I should stay home and take care of myself until I feel better. If you were in my shoes, what would you say to her? By the way, we basically don't have HR, so that's not an option. Sorry so long, Anonymous. Wow. Ooh, child. That's whack. That's, it's bad whack because it's like, and also because you don't have HR, so it puts you in a position to now teach and it's like, labor not to say that you have to teach but if you like want to if you want to say something and you want us to guide us and something to say you Mm -hmm. are teaching this white person something which is like fucking labor and annoying and unfair to you basically their white boss is spouting out this person's resume kind of to like talk them up Mm -hmm. before this person does anything and she doesn't do this with the new hire so it's not something that she does with every employee it's basically like here's here's our black team member and here's why they're so smart okay now you can listen to them now you know what i'm saying yeah exactly because before you knew all these things and before before i told you that they had a reason to be here you thought they had no value what's this black person doing Doing here here. why should i listen to them yeah yeah so um queen what would you suggest or or what do you think do you have suggestions I don't know if because she introduced this kind of like she knows what depression looks like self care kind of mm-hmm. exchange that you had when she when the uprisings happened and she suggested that you stay home. I'm led to believe that there's an inkling of her wanting to understand, so it might not be as laborious to have mm-hmm. this conversation with her because th- there seems like an inkling of her trying to get it or thinking she what's 
unfortunate about this specific microaggression that's happening is that she fucking thinks she's doing a great thing. <laughs> like, yeah. she thinks that she's talking you up, so that's good. And she thinks that she is presenting you in a way that is, like, popping. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, this is fucking backhanded, basically. Like, she doesn't right. get that piece. So her, because she brought up you staying home when the uprisings were happening, it, it leads me to believe that she does have an inkling of wanting to bare minimum understand things. So, like, even if she doesn't completely understand when you say this is a problem, she might just, she might just be like, oh, okay, and stop. And right. I'm hoping she doesn't pry for more. If she does, I would suggest... Stopping the conversation and then maybe find some articles that exist that do that and let her read those. So you're not like a part of that. Teaching. Sit, so yeah, teaching. like sitting in her face, going back and forth, explaining why this is an issue, why this is not may not be an issue. Like me, I am mm-hmm. an avoider generally. So I don't want to sit there and have that long conversation with right. a white person about that. I do want you to stop. So this is what I want you to stop doing. But if I'm just saying maybe it's in articles or something like that so that she will not do that to maybe the next person, you know, mm-hmm. some or some shit like that. That's I feel like that's the best I can think of at the moment because this is. Ew. Ew. And another reason why I'm not good at this is because I do exist at work like I'm like I'm usually am not the person who they're going to give these back out backhanded type of praise kind of things for mm-hmm. so i've never i've never experienced this um right. can't relate so yeah i don't know what would you what would how would you do this jay i liked your, your suggestion about the articles the only thing that i would add to that was that should be a part of before you go into this conversation i would have some of those at the ready right mm-hmm. so that yeah you can, if it comes to that point where she continues to pry and seek your explanation mm-hmm. you could say um it is a little bit uncomfortable for me to explain this to yeah. you so i've i actually have pulled a few articles that i thought really worded it in a way that made sense and mm-hmm. so i'm going to send you those and if you want to take a look at those and then we can revisit this conversation or you can let me know if you understand or wh- some some Something. shit like that yeah you know but i would mm-hmm. i would go into that conversation having the articles ready in the event that you need to present them yeah have it in the drafts already draft the email with the shit yeah right 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 what i would suggest um whenever these conversations have to happen like because right now this is right so this is like a microaggression yeah and just because something is a microaggression doesn't mean that it doesn't feel mad uncomfortable mad aggressive Mm -hmm. mad abusive right so this has to stop like, you can't work under these conditions. Yeah. Okay? You can, but you can't. You should right? So I always, I always start this in 2020, depending. You know what your situation is. You know what your finances are. You know what your op- options are. Mm-hmm. Usually when I, I consult people on this, I usually say, are you prepared to be fired? Especially since you're talking yes. about not having HR. There are certain conversations that I go into prepared to be fired. Right? That's, that's worst case scenario, of course. But I go into the conversation prepared to be fired, prepared to be ostracized, like just prepared for that. But I would say that the way that I grew up was my parents teaching me how to just suck it up and kind of deal with this shit at work versus this is not an acceptable working condition. Mm -hmm. And so if it cannot be addressed, if it can't be fixed, like 
be prepared to be fired anyway or be prepared like to leave you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. to your comfort of course i'm not saying you have to quit your job or whatever but i do recognize this as something that is not healthy for you yeah Um, and so again be prepared to be fired be prepared to leave like all of those things of course at your own pace and what's most comfortable for you i do think that you do need to have a conversation with your manager the way that i have been having uncomfortable conversations with people lately is when i ask hey can we talk for a minute i present the subject of kind of what i want to talk about in the email so Mm -hmm. i would with this person send an email and say hey when you have a moment can we have a potentially uncomfortable conversation about race and some things that um i feel like i've been experiencing here yeah some things that i've been experiencing here and Mm -hmm. and i think that if you open the door for that i think that a lot of white people feel because of privilege and white fragility there's this sudden feeling of attack and this sudden feeling of what what me so if you start off with this email this person has time to process all of that shit what could be going on right i hope it's not me Mm -hmm. or i hope it's this that or whatever right but i would say since it's something you're talking to her about and since it's something that you say a potentially uncomfortable conversation i think that that would lead them lead her to know that it could it could be about something that she said it could be about something it could be anything but she's prepared to have a conversation Mm -hmm. with a black person about some racism you know what i'm saying and i think that that's helpful i think that because to queen's point she has already demonstrated some interest in being a person and is trying to be um aware and conscious of the fact that you both have different experiences based on race and that we're living under the system of like oppression and that police brutality is whack and shit and affects you differently because she's demonstrated some level of awareness it could be helpful in the conversation and this is not catering to white fragility i feel like anytime you have a conversation with somebody who you know fucks with you on some level yeah having a difficult uncomfortable conversation Conversation. it is helpful to say to that person i appreciate the fact it could be cool to be like i appreciate the fact that i work at a place where you would understand that police brutality affects me differently so i just i did want to highlight and call out that i appreciate that that you have a certain level of awareness when it comes to these issues and that's a part of why I feel comfortable bringing this to your attention because I don't think that you're doing this on purpose but every time yada 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 blah 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 this is what's happening this Mm -hmm. is why I feel like it's happening I don't think you're doing it on purpose I do feel like it is a form of racism and unconscious bias yeah but this is what's happening this is what i'm experiencing and i would really appreciate it if that would stop i know that you value me as an employee i know that you value my background and my experience and that that's why i'm here and i appreciate that and it singling me out though and calling out you know what to say but my point was i think that it is helpful to in that conversation acknowledge that you believe that she is someone who has the capacity to understand this conversation Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying queen what do you think yeah i personally wouldn't pad the conversation in that way because she has been violating you over and over and over i think Mm -hmm. it would just be important to say i think it's enough to say when you do this i feel uncomfortable these are the reasons why, and that's just it. Like, I don't think there right. is a need to kind of coddle 
or make it easy for her to bear this news. She's doing something mm-hmm. to you that has been violating you for a long time. So, you know, use whatever verbiage you need and whatever verbiage affirms you in that moment to have mm-hmm. this conversation, do that. So right. do whatever do whatever you need to make you comfortable. So if it makes you yes. comfortable to speak in a way that Jay actually just presented, if that right. makes that, you comfortable, to me, that would make, right. then that's what do would make that. Comfortable. But don't right. do that for that white bitch. <laughs> like, I agree. Don't I do agree, that for I them. Agree. But if it makes you feel comfortable to present the conversation in that way, then do it mm-hmm. in that way. Like, But yeah. you, I think you should be centering your comfort when it comes to that conversation and not mm-hmm. their comfort in that mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I am confrontational, but I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And so when I am confronting people, because I will often confront people about shit that others would not confront. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when I am doing the work of confronting people, it does make me feel comfortable because I don't even want to fucking be doing this, but I am. It does yeah. make me feel more comfortable to say, hey, before, because the, the, uh, the other part of this is like, before you even say it, because people of a certain fragility will always come to you and be like, but I did this. Yeah. But I did that. Mm-hmm. But I'm always yep. good at this. Ain't nobody even talking about that. So usually I will head off the conversation with that because don't I don't want to hear you fucking bring it up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I will tell you, hey, listen, I appreciate that this is a place where my manager recognizes the burden of white supremacy is fucking whack. That being said. When you do this other unrelated fucking thing, it's fucking whack and cut that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But I agree that it shouldn't be something because I have also watched a lot of people do this thing where they really are seeking to make the other person feel comfortable. Yeah, and And that's not necessary. They've been causing discomfort for you for how long, how many times. You should not be centering their comfort at all in their conversation. Mm -hmm. Center your comfort. However that conversation flows for you, for you mm-hmm. to feel like yourself, for you to feel comfortable, for you to walk away with integrity or whatever the fuck you need for yeah. yourself. Do that. Have a conversation in that way. And then, like Jay said, anytime you are having these conversations, be prepared to possibly be fired. I, yeah. I honestly doubt that that would be no, the case. No, that's worst just, case scenario. It makes I no, doubt it too. Yeah, yeah. I doubt that that would be the case. But it does make sense to... To think about that. You don't know yeah. how fragile the, the white person mm-hmm. on the other end of what you're saying. You don't know until you fucking know. <laughs> right. And it's almost never as simplistic or basic as, oh, so-and-so confronted me about this and so I fired them. But once you bring certain things to certain people's attention, now, now, they looking now at other every, stuff. Yeah. it's possible that now everything that you do makes them uncomfortable because now they feel so embarrassed or uncomfortable yeah. by whatever it is that you said that your mere presence makes them uncomfortable. So now is a spotlight on you and anything that you fucking do is a fucking problem. Yes. So I'm not saying that that's what all I'm saying. This is worst case scenario. And unfortunately as marginalized people, we have to be prepared for worst mm-hmm. case scenario. And so I don't say that to say don't say anything because you could be fired. Because the reality is, again, as yeah. marginalized people, you could be fired for anything over anything ever. You, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yep. especially at a place where you said we, you basically don't have HR. So I would, I, I do think that you should say something for yourself, for your mental health, for your quality of life. Yep. But again, just also always be prepared for the worst and document all of that shit because in the event that you do lose your job like you'll probably sue 
So yeah, I was thinking. I was even thinking like if y'all have like a a conference room that's in a glass room, so you can still close the door, but like people can still see you guys. So like she can't say, you know, like they can't oh, yeah, hear what you're yes. saying, but you're still visible to the people in the workspace. Mm-hmm. If you have like a conference room that's a, like that or something, that might be safer too, because that might also make her calm down and not. Mm-hmm react in certain ways because although people can't hear you can still kind of see Mm -hmm. but you know like Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking about those kind of optics and safeties and ways that you can like because even if you document it she can document her side but if it's Mm -hmm. in this glass conference room and it's like how like no blah 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 never got up and stood over you (laughs) because Mm -hmm. you know like so i don't know i don't know what your office looks like um but yeah that's something i would do yeah, um, but document yeah. everything. Document all the times that she did that. Just let you have it for yourself. Document when you asked her to have this do- conversation. Document when you actually have the conversation. conversation. Yep. Document how the conversation goes. And then document any anything that happens yep. like, after the conversation. Yep, document yep, yep. anything that you feel like is weird. Like if you have the conversation and then somebody comes to you and it sounds like they either know what you're talking about or they or what you yeah. discussed. Or they say yep. something that, that just feels weird. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like know for sure that some yep. shit went down document that shit because at the end of the shit. day maybe three other things will happen and you'll be able to tie it together and be like oh shit oh, that, that is yeah, what this happened. thing is happening yep. yeah so just document it just document everything you know regardless to the fact that you don't really have an HR in the event that some shit goes down but that's all precautionary and it's for worst case scenario but I it, it honestly it sounds like you'll be okay it just sounds like a really uncomfortable a conversation, conversation. Needs to be had. yeah and it's it's unfortunate that when these things happen to us, we have to put ourselves on the line to protect like our quality of life and shit. Yeah. Um, but that is a part. Of yeah. The I also want to add, like when we talked about giving the articles that also puts the work on them. Mm-hmm. So if they don't learn, if they don't get the lesson, that's on them and you don't have to feel attached to them not completely understanding or completely like you you don't have to carry that because it's like Mm -hmm. this makes me uncomfortable stop this or whatever here's some resources so you can figure out why that is or whatever but now Mm -hmm. that work is for them to do and you don't have to feel like um if it doesn't work that you're tied to why that did not work or whatever you know so it kind of separates you from it Mm -hmm. a little more and please keep us posted let us know how it went yeah let us know yeah let us know how you felt about it and let us know what you think or if you decide not to or whatever yo just keep us keep us posted yeah i would like to know what happens i don't know what happens but thank you thank you so much for trusting us with this letter and for sharing this with us as always if you have t-mail if you have a question if you have a concern that you would like to send T with Queen and J. You can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at Gmail dot com. Sure can. Um Yeah. So I we we did a fucking show. I think we did a fucking show, we did especially a whole in light of all the drama and a shenanigans a that we have been dealing with for the past Girl. four years, yo. Fuck down the truck. I wonder how many spins and streams that guy. Like YG is like Get money off of that song. I love the fucking. I like white people, but I don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) I like that line. Oh, so cute, so cute. No, I love that song. I think that's YG. I mix these rappers up. I have no idea whose song that is. I just know I like it, and I liked everybody. Uh, who was enjoying it and posting it on his social. It was adorable. I loved it, yo. I really love us, yo. I really love us through this whole 
trying fucking time and like yo life is trying shit is real every day if we want to take a minute and celebrate something let us fucking live do it like let us live but yeah we're gonna do a a patreon episode this week we're gonna shoot our shit so just just look out for that yeah i'm gonna look out for that i'm not gonna tease it because i want to say it on the show (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah so check that shit out if you are a patreon subscriber there will be a show there for you you have anything else no, nothing else. Just going to say, be sure to follow us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Send us email, T with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you do that. Visit our website, T with Queen and J dot com. And there's where you can donate to this show and all of that good shit. My personal social media is at the Queen Speaks with the underscore J. Tell them yours. I am on Twitter and Instagram at JennyCiaF. That's J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. No, no, the last F is no for no saving. It's not how you spell all that. All right, word. or freedom. The F is for freedom. <laughs> um, yo, libations to everybody who fucked with me on Instagram this weekend. I did a fun little story about Common and who he's going to date next. I thought that was fun because I was looking <laughs> for fun and chilly shit to do. Mm-hmm. Fun and chilly shit. Dude, that's a tongue twister fun and silly, silly shit, to do. shit to do yeah during this stressful time period or whatever so anyway it's in my um ig story highlights it's a common dating story so it's cute and fun so check that out because you know he can't keep a woman who played you know he can't thanks because he don't walk in the spirit of a husband <laughs> that's why <laughs> he was made to be a boyfriend not a husband <laughs> anyway yeah so i i um i thought that was fun but yeah so i'm at JennyCF. so check me out there anything else what's the that hashtag this week fuck donald trump yep <laughs> fuck donald trump this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named naima and a black girl named janicia t with queen and jay we turn up responsibly and it shows you how racist our own school is. We can't even go talk. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, fuck Donald Trump. Yeah. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood wanna fight you.